Well, it comes down to the final day of the season. And when you go back to the start of it, you knew it wasn't going to be a regular season because of when it was starting. Uh, you knew you weren't going to have your training camp. Uh, you had a very abbreviated camp, no preseason games. But I got to ask you about that camp because you and I talk all the time about the, the mental preparation. And you had different players coming onto your team this year. I think in hindsight, it looks like there's some players that really would have benefited from your training camp. Uh, you know, that anticipation and kind of that dread of those months leading up the camp, getting ready for the two-mile run. Uh, all the skating that uh, goes into your training camp, how you basically you beat guys down because it's going to benefit them come February, March, the dog days of the season. And it lets everybody kind of buy in. I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's almost like uh, Herb Brooks back in the 80 Olympics where, you know, none of them wants to go through your camp. Uh, they don't want to do it. So they just all bond kind of against you in a way until they get through it. You As go. you look back on it now and, and you didn't have any of that stuff, how detrimental was that to the way you're used to running things and the way that this team has become accustomed to operating? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I certainly don't want to use it as an excuse as far as what's happened to us this year, but that's, that's an important time. And you hit it right on the head. It's a, you get them to a, a bit of a crescendo that you're not going to beat us. We, we're not going to give in to you. And, and that creates that camaraderie, which I think is so very important. And that's the, that's the mental part of our camp that I really enjoy seeing players in the middle of it and see how they handle it and see if they can get to the other side of it. So uh, we miss that. And I think all teams could say, however they run their camp, I think all teams can say they miss, uh, miss their preseason camp. I don't think you, you miss all the exhibition games, but you miss that, that important time of coming together. And let's face it, Bobby, the, the other stuff around just going out to dinner, having a beer or two together, all that stuff brings the camaraderie too. Uh, after a tough game on the road, going out, and we can't do that either. So crazy year, uh, certainly not using it as an excuse as far as uh, uh, how bad we played this year, how inconsistent we were, but uh, that's a big part of who we are. That's a big part of how we built our standard here. You've gone through so much stuff, so many different things since you've been here, off-ice things that you've handled so very well, you and your team. Uh, you've you kind of rallied around things when everybody on the outside counted you out. Uh, you guys used that to count yourselves in. But what happened this year in those first couple of weeks? How much did that, you know, not having the camp we just talked about and then having that situation with Pierre-Luc Dubois, did, did that just send everything so sideways early on that it was hard to get back on track? Yeah, and, and this is where this is where I think the strength of our team is. We've had to handle those situations before. Remember, Brett and Bob, they declared they're not coming back after, uh, after the season. They were going to go out and seek other employment. Uh, a lot of different things happened. Uh, for some reason, I just did not do a good enough job in corralling the team uh, after Luke, uh, uh, after, you know, Luke played a few games with us. It just was not up to the standard. And, uh, uh, you know, it came to me sitting Luke in a game, turned into a big thing around our team. Uh, we didn't handle it well enough. And that, that that's on my watch, Bobby. That's a big part of what I need to take care of. And for some reason, I just did not get the steps in the right order uh, to keep us together. Uh, along with some different personalities coming in with the trade, um, uh, Patty and Jack and then Max and Andy, th that trade there. Uh, we lose people and then we bring some new ones in. I just could not get everybody to come together. And, and that's on me. 
that's a big part of coaching. Uh, that's a big part of my responsibility. It's a big part of what I enjoy doing is that culture part of it. I did not do a good enough job of that this year. And is, is that something because of the season it was or because of the players that are here, or is it just the fact that it's funny how this game works? Sometimes time just runs out on you. I mean, it, it is very cyclical. People in your position seem like they stay in this position less in the National Hockey League than they do in other sports. And I don't know why that is. You know, some people say, uh, uh, you know, your voice wears out or they need a new voice or there's, the, you know, lose the room and all, all the all the terminology that people uh, put into it. But um, is this just sometimes when you just can't get it right? Does it just happen that way? Yeah, yeah. You know, this I'll answer it this way. This is how I feel about uh, the coaching position and, and years spending with a team. I, I don't believe that that line of uh, a shelf life of a coach. I, I don't believe that. Uh, um, but I do believe uh, a fit is the coach, the right fit for that group. Uh, I do believe that. And um, those are the things that uh, as, as we've gone through here, you and I've talked about uh, very honestly, uh, uh, as far as what is the right fit here? Am I still the right fit? Uh, uh, where do we keep on going here after this season in, in some of the struggles we had? So I'll answer it that way. I, uh, you know, uh, uh, the shelf life, I don't buy. But I, I think the manager, the organization, and the coach have to come to an understanding, is it the right fit uh, with the personnel? Uh, is it the right fit to, uh, wherever the team is to try? Are they ready to win? Or do you need a coach to develop the, the foundation of the organization? And all those things come into play. I certainly believe in that. Uh, and those are discussions that Young and I have had had as we've gone through here through the struggles this year. Is it still fun or how much harder is it to have fun in a season like this, where especially when you know you get to a point this year where you, you just know it's not going to get fixed and you're yeah. trying your best. But did it suck a lot of the fun out of it for you? Yeah, you, you know what? It, it is winning. Winning is what we do. This is where you have your fun it, uh, to the, the amount of the, the incons, I mean, did we ever put, I don't think we ever put three games together in a winning streak. I don't, I'm not even sure if there was two, you know, and that's a hard way for players to live and a coaching staff to live as far as not having it wear down on you when you come to the rink, you know, and um, we all want to have fun. It's a sport. Remember that it's a sport, uh, but to, you need to have the fun. You need to feel good about yourself and you, and you play two or three good weeks of really good hockey. And we've gone through that last four or five years. We've had some great runs as a, as a team and as an organization, we could not get that to work this year. And uh, so to, to call it a grind. Yeah, it was a grind. Uh, uh, and coupled with everything else where you just can't, even when you're on the road, you're stuck in the hotel, you're, uh, you know, you're eating the same food, you're being served the food where usually you want to go out to the restaurant, have a beer, maybe order dinner some, at some time at night and, and be on your own a little bit. It's all structured where you're stuck in that hotel. Uh, listen, and let me preface that really good food, really nice hotels, but it just wasn't, you're still caught, you're stuck in there. All that comes together. And if you're not winning hockey games, it sucks. It just sucks. And we have sucked all year long and uh, it's been miserable. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, this is our last game. Thank God. You know, I'm glad it's over. Uh, I hope we can learn from it. I hope each individual, whether with this team 
or with other teams uh, or they go to another team can learn how bad it can get sometimes and learn from the things uh, that we went through. I certainly have a number of things I need to learn from it. And uh, 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 we'll, we'll see where it all goes as you get another opportunity in this type of situation. Does a season like this for someone like you, does it zap the passion out of you? And I'm asking you this because I've listened to you for three or four years say things like, you guys know I'm on the back nine here. Uh, my wife has lived my life all these years. And yeah. at some point it's time for me to live hers. You know, when I see a season like this and, and I know how frustrated you are and, and that it, and you're losing that fun. Yeah. That's why I ask you that question. Uh, did it zap the, the coaching life out of you? No, no, uh, no matter if it's here. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what happens. Let, let's face it. It's very well, you know, it's out there. You know, what's going to happen and, should he go and this and that? And I get that. It's all part of the business. I want to coach. Uh, I, I have been blessed to have two great assistant coaches here uh, that have kind of taken over the X's and O's. And I have, I have really delved into the mind and, and the, the, the culture of, of just what it is, how strong mentally you need to be. I have really uh, gone into that part of the coaching. And, and, and as a head coach, you have to trust the other people to handle the other stuff. And, and so it's given me a whole different vigor as far as coaching. And uh, I'm in. Uh, I, uh, I, I cannot get the competing out of me. I, 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 I just love being involved in the pressure of it and trying to figure things out to find a way to win a hockey game and, and to have a successful team. So uh, whether it's here or and if it's not here, uh, I don't know. If, do I get another opportunity? I have no idea, but I want to coach. I do. It's almost like, and you've, you and I have touched on this in the past, almost like a baseball manager is what that head coaching position has developed yeah. into because you're managing so many things. You're managing the media, as you are right now. Uh, you're managing personalities uh, within the room. And as you know, those personalities are so much more different now. It, it was like uh, in years past and not that far in the past, it was like every player that came th through was the same guy. It was yeah. the same ideas, and, and now there's the individual personalities, and there's a personal brandings, and there's all this stuff that goes on. Uh, so you're managing personalities. That in itself is almost just enough work, isn't it? Yes, yeah, and and, and that's the thing, Bob. You, you, as I've said to you many times, you have those words, accountability, culture, standard, really, really cool words to say. You know, it, it sounds really good, but it takes a lot of time to create that, It and it takes time when you get to the standard that you think you're, you're trying to get to and you, and you feel you're getting there, it's every day. You have to stay on top of it because you can't, you can't leave it alone. You, you've got to answer that problem or, or that situation uh, on a Monday. Uh, and if, you, if you're just tired and you don't feel like doing it because it may cause a little conflict or who, who knows what, and you shove it aside, something's coming Wednesday and, and you get lost. You get lost in it. So, uh, the, the part of the coaching I love is that part of it and is, is personality is being a pro and uh, being a good person. That's the stuff that I enjoy being involved in. And that's an everyday process uh, because something's happening with 23 athletes with egos out of the woodwork uh, around you. And you need to calm them down in certain situations and handle these things. And uh, I love being part of that, but you're going to be ready every day for it because you never know what's coming. 
you mentioned your assistant coaches and Brad Larson, Brad Shaw, Kenny McCutton are the three guys that have been with you the longest here on your staff. Uh, you didn't bring anybody with you when you came in six years ago. Uh, you inherited guys, and they're guys that you have a very close relationship now, that you have with them now, aren't they? Oh, God, our relationship has has evolved. I, you know what's it's, it, you know neat is we all – we all grew together with the team, you know, because uh, uh, there were some struggles with the team uh, when I came here and, and we just kind of all grew together as a unit and it's turned into a, uh, it, 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 into a family. We, we've just kind of grown together, found our way to gain some respect in the league, found a way to win a round or two here and there, fought our asses off to get in each and every year. And, uh, this year, and this is where what I've got to learn. We fell off the mountain. We weren't even close, and uh, so I am blessed to have the coaches. And I was nervous when I came here because I, I was, uh, you know, I had a, a pretty good coaching staff, and Jim Schoenfeld out of New York, and Mike Sullivan, who was with me uh, for six or seven years, who I learned a ton from. Now he has two two rings uh, uh, in his back pocket, and, and is one of the top coaches in this league. I was nervous because I knew there was a lot of work to be done here. And I, I didn't know these guys. I interviewed Shazi, didn't know him that well. Didn't know who the hell Brad Larson was. I knew he played in Atlanta because I coached Tampa in that Southeast division back then. And, uh, but we have, I've enjoyed that part of it, uh, the relationship growing with those guys. Can I get you to talk about the guys that we never talk about that are such an important part of what happens here. And that is your equipment managers and your trainers and, Tim Leroy's and uh, Jamie Healy and Jason Stepinski, your equipment managers, and Mike Vogt and Chris Strickland and uh, Nate Skato, who are doing the, uh, the the athletic training for you. No one ever talks about those guys. Uh, I see them up close and personal, except for this year. I watch what they do. I don't know why they do it, especially the equipment guys. I don't know why you would ever want to have that job. I really don't. It's a, it's a ton of work for zero appreciation in some cases, but they're really the backbone of what you do. Zero sleep for those equipment guys. They don't sleep. They, they're just not allowed to because they have so many things to do. One of the best staffs I've been involved in. And uh, uh, I, uh, it, it, it's got to the point because I've been here for a number, you know, this is six years. We kind of read each other's mind now. So it's really, it's really gone through and it's, it's a smooth operation as far as all that's concerned. And you can't forget the most important people in an organization are the people that work in this rink. Uh, you know, Ian, who does the ice force, all the, the people in the building are, are the most important people because we don't get out there and do our thing unless everything's taken care of for us in the building. They're, they're so, they're so forgotten about. And so I want to put a note in for them, but my, my medical group and, uh, and the equipment guys, they have been fantastic. And uh, uh, they're just as frustrated as everybody else, you know, to, to see, see the year we've had. And, uh, we're just so, you know, you hope that it's just a little blip on the screen that you bounce back. We're going to have a full camp next year. Uh, you bounce back and try to get it done the right way. When you came here, you had uh, worked in big places like New York and Vancouver. What have you learned about Columbus in central Ohio and what's going to stick with you no matter what happens to you from here on out and how much of an ambassador are you going to be for playing in Columbus and living in this area. Yeah, see, see, that's the thing. That's the thing I try to talk about uh, with so many different people, how underrated. I, I just, it bugs me. And I've got myself in trouble with the league when, uh, you know, when, when people start talking about Columbus. And uh, it, it bothers me when people, 
They don't know what this area is about. You know, I didn't when I came in here. I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but I've been here now for, for six years in that great little town of Sunbury uh, that uh, my wife and I just love being, uh, being involved with. And I, I just, it, it's one of the most underrated places uh, I, I've been in. It, it's just, it just bothers me that people kind of look by it. And, and all this talk about players don't want to come here and live. And, uh, you know, you've got to try it on, Bobby. You know, you can't make, people are so quick to make these uh, uh, thoughts on areas when they're not even familiar with it. And uh, we've sunk into it. My wife and I love it, have, have lifelong friends here. Uh, we love being here. And, and, that, and an ambassador, uh, I'm always going to be an ambassador of this city and the people that are in it uh, because we're part of it. When you said you've gotten in trouble, I had forgotten about the Jim Rutherford, Jack Johnson thing until you mentioned those words years yeah. ago when you fought so hard in, in your comments for this <laughs> for this yeah, city. Well, that, 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 that's the thing that 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 I when I when I came here, it, it's about respect for me. You know, you, you want to gain some respect in a tough league to get respect in. And that's what I love about our league. It's tough to gain respect. I wanted our team in our city to gain respect in this league. And, and I think we've gone down the right road to do that. And, uh, and yeah, I'll go nose to nose with people about this area and, uh, and how, how it is and, and, and uh, to live here, uh, nose to nose. And uh, because I feel uh, I'm part of it now. People have accepted my wife and I, and uh, we're part of it. We feel we, we belong here. And uh, yeah, that pisses me off when it, it just, it, there's lack of respect when they talk about Columbus. Well, Torch, I think that you are, um, I think you've really helped this franchise because you made it relevant, not just from the way that you changed the culture here, which again, I've told you this, I heard this from like five different coaches before you or four or five different coaches and, and it never happened until you got here, but there's that. And then there's, you know, you, you drew attention to the Blue Jackets and to Columbus. And eh, sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was uh, a little off base, right? But, but it was, uh, but it was a lot of fun along the way. I think many times uh, there was a day we were in Boston. I don't, I don't know if it was a playoff game or not, but you were, uh, you were going into one of your spiels in the pregame scrum there in front of the media. And I started laughing and you turned it and you yelled at me for laughing because you said I was going to make you laugh, but it was, you know, it's, it's who you are. And it still amazes me that so many people don't understand you. It's like, you know, it's, he, he's fine. This is what he's got to do. He's actually distracting you dummy is what he's yeah. doing. He's taking you off the path. And you're buying into it. Don't yell at me. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I, listen, I am very fortunate to, uh, uh, for the organization to give me a whack at this. And uh, I feel very, very, very alive uh, as far as being part of this as we've tried to go. It, it, and it, it's been a really hard year because you start climbing those steps, hey, eh, Bobby, and and you start getting there in the bubble in Toronto. Remember, we lost that game. We scored that. Toronto scored three goals at the end of the game there. And about, I forgot how many games, two minutes left in it. And we still come back and win that series. I'm just, I feel very, very lucky to be involved with the people as, as we continue to try to grow the organization. Uh, this has been a kick in the teeth this year. Uh, but this is where you find out about an organization of people uh, when you strap them up again next year and see where we're at. Last thing I want to say to you is simply thanks because uh, you've always been so giving of your time with me. Yeah. You've given me a lot of crap about it over the years, but that's been part of the fun between us. And, and this year, especially because we have to do these interviews in this kind of a forum. Uh, you've been there every single time. 
Uh, it's it really, to be honest with you, in a year where I can't get around the team and, and, and I don't get to do all of the things that I'm that I'm used to doing, sitting and talking with you for 10 to 15 minutes every couple of games is uh, it's really been refreshing to me because it's it's kind of that little <laughs> it's that thread that yeah. uh, that puts me back to to what we had been doing. So um, I can't thank you enough for your time and uh, and for your friendship over the years here. Like you said, no matter what happens, it's it has been it has really been an honor. And I, I remember I told this story to you in front of people at a ticket gathering. When you first came in here, I watched all the YouTube videos and I looked at my wife and I said, how in the hell am I going to handle this guy? Uh-oh. And uh, and I, I would have never thought, and I still tell people every day, you can ask people in the office. I, like um, a couple of weeks ago when uh, I I said that I thought you were a lunatic or I called you the idiot coach. and all, I would have never thought in a million years I could say those words to John Tortorella and make him laugh. And uh, it is, uh, it's truly been an honor. Thank you so much for all the time that you've given me, especially in what has been the most difficult of circumstances. Yeah. And Bobby, I, and I appreciate it too, as far as uh, how you've handled yourself and uh, you, it's, it's a, it's a good relationship this way. We're, you know, we're friends, we're going to be friends for life, but this is a good relationship because I, I, uh, I just feel comfortable in, in the conversation. So I appreciate you and how you go about your business and, uh, we'll see where we go after this year. We'll, let's see what happens. All right. Well, let's see that and enjoy your last game of the season behind the Blue Jackets bench and whatever happens to you beyond that. I wish you and your family nothing but the best. And uh, yeah, you can't get rid of me that easily, Torch. We'll talk soon. No chance, man. Likewise. Best to your family, bud.